The summer months are often a time when families travel together, perhaps vacation, a family reunion, or just a quick trip to grandma's house. These road trips can either be miserable or days when wonderful memories are made. What a picture of all of life. We are just passing through this world and families must learn how to enjoy the Lord and one another as we make the journey together. We are taking a summer road trip through the book of Philippians, the book of Christian joy, and discovering principles to help our homes. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. All of us have goals, stated or unstated, but somewhere in our thinking we have things we aim at, things that, that we'd like to see accomplished. So let me just ask you, if you could make a list today of your, your great goals, what you're, what you're after for your family, what would be on that list? And then if you had to go back to that list and arrange them in, in proper priority, what would the order be? What would be at the top of the list? Paul is using accounting terms in Philippians chapter 3. In fact, we left off with this expression in verse 7. He said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. And then he continues in verse 8, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Now, in the previous verses, he just described the most polished, beautifully ordered public life any Pharisee could ever imagine. And now he uses the language of the barnyard, dung, literally, animal waste. That's exactly right. He said all of it was nothing but dung. All of it came to nothing. It stunk in the nostrils of God, and it meant nothing to me in the end because I was counting by the wrong calculator. I was using the wrong arithmetic. I've got it straight now. I realize what I need is Christ. He continues in verse 9, And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. I love this verse, Philippians 3 verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. In our early study uh, through our Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we studied through the book of Philippians, through this same passage. And if you'd like to go back and listen to that series called Enjoying the Journey, uh, we, we dealt with each of these words and the beautiful progression here. But remember, we're making application right now to the Christian home, the family, traveling through this life together, learning to enjoy the Lord and enjoy life together. And we've learned in Philippians 3 already that, first of all, in your home, your joy must be in Christ. Stop putting that pressure on each other. Nobody can keep you happy and make you happy, but Jesus. Then we learn that not only must our joy be in Christ, our confidence must be in Christ. Uh, people say, well, she's not making me happy. He's not meeting my needs. Let me ask you, do you really think one broken person can complete another broken person? Why are we putting that burden on another sinner as if it's up to them to meet our needs? There's only one person who can make us whole, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your confidence in Jesus. 
Now we've come to a third truth today, and it is this. Not only must our joy be in Christ and our confidence be in Christ, but now our pursuit must be Christ, our aim, our goal. Uh, Not just bucket list trips and uh, new furniture for the house and getting the kids through school or uh, whatever's on your list, whatever your pursuit is. No, our great pursuit is this. We're pursuing Christ. We want to know Christ better. We want to draw closer to him. I would remind you that when Paul was writing Philippians 3, when he wrote that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, when he wrote all of that, he'd been saved for probably 30 years. Now ponder that just a moment. Here's a man who at least for many, many, many years has already known Christ as his Savior, is arguably an exemplary Christian and writing Spirit-inspired Scripture, and yet he says, I've not yet arrived. I want you to know, I've not yet arrived, and you've not yet arrived. We are all still on the journey, and our pursuit must constantly be Jesus Christ. This word, again, I point out to you, it's the word counted. He said in verse 7, I counted all those things lost. In verse 8, I count all things lost. Again in verse 8, I count them but dung. Then you come down to verse 13 where we left off. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He, he did some counting on the road to Damascus. That was where it all started. He realized that what he'd been living and laboring for didn't really mean a lot after all. It's sad, but some people live their whole life before they realize that. I wonder, are you putting the emphasis on the right things in your home? Are your priorities right? Or are you going to wake up someday full of regret? Maybe we need to go back and do a little counting, a little divine arithmetic. And I love the fact he uses the present tense in verse 13. He said, I count. So he did some counting in the past, but he's continuing to count things, uh, to, to look at the ledger, to reexamine, to reevaluate, to reprioritize. Oh, Lord, help us all. We must all do that in our homes constantly. Maybe right now in your family, you've been pursuing the wrong thing. Maybe your aim has been something less than really what it should be. I want you to know that if the Lord lets you live another 30 years and Terry's is coming, 30 years from now, some things are not going to matter and a few things are. More than that, on the day you meet Jesus and give an account to God for you and and your role in your home, most things are not going to matter at all. And one thing is, and that is your relationship to Christ. Let me give you two or three little words to carry away today. First is the word singleness. Notice he said, this one thing I do. Singleness. They asked D.L. Moody one day, they said, how'd you get so much done? He said, very simple. I live by this motto, this one thing I do, not these many things I dabble in. Uh, Boy, we all could take some instruction from that. Don't we dabble in so many things? Let's get back to singleness, to, to one thing, to Christ. That same man, Mr. Moody, said to a group of young people one day, if you want to make the most of your life, there's two steps. Number one, consecrate, and number two, concentrate. Tremendous counsel. Consecrate yourself and your home to the Lord and then concentrate on following the Lord Jesus Christ. And then a second word, not only singleness, but simplicity. Isn't this beautiful? He said, I'm just going to forget what's in the past. I'm going to forget the things that are behind I'm going to reach to what's ahead, and I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Forget, reach, and press. 
Forget the past. You can't change it. God is much for you in the days ahead, and the only way you're going to discover all God has for you in your life and in your family is if you keep pressing and keep reaching and keep moving forward to the glory of God. Let's get back to the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. And then a third word I find that I think is so descriptive of Paul's testimony here, not only singleness and simplicity, but sincerity. The goal is very, very sincere that I may know him. You see, Paul's great goals were not ministry goals. They were life goals. They were personal goals. That's why he said at the end, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. So many people trying hard to finish their work, their life work, and missing the fact that their greatest work is their life. and Their greatest work is in their home and with their family. Don't start with what you can accomplish and what you can do. Don't start with your list. Let's get back to the singleness and simplicity and sincerity of pursuing Jesus Christ. Because, friend, when you have Christ in his rightful place in your heart and home, you have everything you need. What can you take away from this study of God's Word? Where do you need to apply truth to your own life and family? God's Word is the guidebook for this journey of life, and we sincerely pray that you will follow it. Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org for additional resources for your home and Christian life. Plan to join us again on our next study and encourage all of your family to make the summer road trip with us. May God bless you and those you love today.